Deja. So we tried like not to discuss too much off screen because I wanted to get everything in the combo. Deja, how is life since you've been on the, la- the podcast last time? It's been good. I've been trying to take things, you know, day by day versus looking forward to the future and doing all the planning, you know, th- those things. But I've been good. How have you been? I've been good. Last time I interviewed you, I was like in dental school. So now I am a dentist. This is like my first like five months of work. So you remember, actually, I'm curious, what was the first like six months like for you, like fresh out of school? Uh, like chicken with its head cut off. I feel like I didn't know anything and I was just like, okay, this is working. Okay, this isn't working. Let's change it. It was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. What would you say was like the most common kind of like, I guess, disconnect or like surprise that you saw fresh out of school where you were like, oh, like I didn't see any of this in school. (laughs) I feel like it wasn't like I didn't see any of it in school, but it's like, you know, in school they teach you to be a generalist and I work in pediatrics. So I had a pediatric clinical, but then there's always just, you only can learn so much in school and your electives and then my clinical. So there was just a lot of things that like, oh, I never saw this. So I need to look it Mm -hmm. up or I've never treated this. So, and then like the parents expecting you to be the expert. And I'm like, well, this is kind Mm -hmm. of my first time too. So that was kind of (laughs) hard, but (laughs) I've learned to like go in with confidence, but also be truthful and say, hey, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to look it up. And I've found that, you know, parents appreciate that. Yes. Wait, can I just say too, parents are low-key kind of scary because like you have to be the expert, right? But like you still feel like a kid on the inside. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it's this. But then I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the mom knows what they're doing. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, so for anyone that's just joining in on the conversation, first of all, you guys got to listen to part one with Deja. We had an awesome conversation. But for anyone that's new here, Deja is a pediatric physical therapist that's working in the early intervention realm. So could you give us a breakdown of what early intervention really means? Yes. So I treat all of my patients in their home or their natural environment, and all my patients are between ages zero to three. So um, that's the that's the patient population, and then that's where I see them. And it's tip it's basically home health, but it's called early intervention because you're intervening early. But yeah, it's very fun because I get to um, meet the kids where they are and learn from their families. And it's kind of they call it like a coaching model because they want you to kind of coach the parents on what to do. So it's it was very different than how I was taught in school, but it's been a great learning experience. And we touched on this a little bit last time too when we recorded, but since you're like going to everyone's houses, is it like fun? Because like you, every single time you get to see something, it's like a new environment or like, I mean, you have your regulars, but you're not like in your standard kind of clinic, hospital office, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's I'm nosy and I love seeing like what people yeah, gonna... look like. So like when I get a new like evaluation, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what their house is gonna look like. Like, yeah. it, it is fun, but my my regulars are like know what to expect, and it kind of feels like a second home at this point, especially for my kids that I've been seeing for like two years. Oh my god, that's so cute. Wait, okay, just out of random curiosity too, what would you say your home decor style is? I struggle. I feel like like I love like modern, but then there's like a small part of me that's like farmhouse so (laughs) I'm conflicted (laughs) when you decorated for like fall I think you like posted like a little clip about it I was like internally screaming because it was so cute (gasps) thank you I'm always at a battle like I'll see something and I'm like oh wait this looks good but then I struggle like putting things together and like mixing Mm. things me too because I feel like unless I'm buying like absolutely everything in that like kind of like show like area it's Mm -hmm. not gonna look cohesive so like if you walked into my apartment it's just kind of like a lot of random things that's how I feel about my house too (laughs) 
along the same lines of work discussions and whatnot, so what is something that current Deja is working on or a current challenge that you're working on at work? Yeah, so I feel like over the past like year and a half, I've realized that while I love early intervention, it's not where I want to be long term. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I think, you know, I, I want to get back into the hospital. I love the fast paced environment. That's where I had most of my clinicals. So kind of being okay with this is where I am right now and remaining present, but still working towards where I want to be has been a struggle. Cause some days I just want to like check out and be like, I don't want to do this. So why does it matter? But you know, I still have patients that I'm helping and this is still important and it's a part of my journey. But as someone who's very like type A and goal oriented, um, it's been hard to remain present while also being like, okay, what's the next step for me? Oh, I totally hear you on that because you're like, I want to give it up my all and be my best here. But you just know you have your like heart kind of set on something else. I'm curious what like made you, what was the first thing that happened where you were like, okay, I need something new? I think so after the first year, I started experiencing a lot of burnout. Um, mm. Home health, there's a lot of cancellations and no-shows and a lack of boundaries because you are in patients' homes and then parents texting me, you know, at 10 Ooh. p.m. at night. There's just – there's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot of time, extra time that I spend that I'm not paid for, and I'm only paid per visit. So it's, I'm only paid while I'm seeing the child. I'm not paid for documentation. I'm not salaried. So that's been hard, too, like waking up and being like, okay, I'm going to see seven kids today. And then I have three cancels and not really being able to have control over my day or how much money I'm making has been really difficult and not just having like a straight routine, which I thrive in like routine, um, structure, like planning. I'm a planner. And this is a very flexible setting, which like some people love, but I've just realized that it's just not for me. Oh my God, wait, Deja, I never realized that the model for that is kind of similar actually to how dentistry is because like I show up like patients, you know, book in my schedule, but on any Mm -hmm. given day, like they cancel, things happen, especially when people get sick. And in dentistry, you only get paid for, um, instead of your visit, you get paid for like how many crowns and fillings you do. So if someone like no shows, yeah. And if they no show and they had a big treatment plan for that day, like crowns, fillings, blah, 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 and they don't come in, then you're like, well, there goes like half my paycheck for the day. So you, it's kind of- I never knew that. Yeah, so both of our jobs almost sometimes feel like blue-collar healthcare in a way because you have to work for your money. (laughs) That's so perfect. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not getting paid to be a doctor if, like, people aren't coming in and I'm not seeing them other than, you know, and it's really complex, though, then, because you want to be, you know, I feel like we're sold this idea that healthcare is being a hero, but Mm -hmm. it's also a business and you need to feel stable and comfortable. And that's something no one really talks about is like, no, like you need to have a stable income. Exactly. Like, yes, I love what I do, but I also love being able to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. To get paid for the work that you, that that you can do. I hear you. It's, it's the little things, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in this decision to transition to the hospital, what are kind of like your next steps with that? Do you just kind of like look for opportunities? Are you mm-hmm. networking? Like, how does that look? So I've been doing a lot. Hospital pediatric positions are very um, difficult to get into because once people mm. are there, they don't leave. And yeah. it's kind of like, they're like, oh, well, we need you to have experience before you come in. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's why I need this job because I need experience. So I had, <laughs> I applied to a few like last year and like got an interview, thought the interview went well. And then they ended up going with someone who had been applying for like multiple years in a row. So I'm like, okay, oh. that makes sense. Like, I can't be mad about that. Um, 
So I told myself that I would apply to a residency if I didn't get a job this year. That was my goal. I said, okay, I'll give it the year and I'll start looking and then I'll apply to residency uh, because you can, I can become certified in pediatrics and there's two ways that you can do that. You can get like 2000 hours of work or you can do a one year residency. So I knew that becoming a certified specialist was something that I wanted throughout my career. So I told myself if, you know, I don't get a job in the hospital by October, I'm going to apply to residencies and I didn't get a job. So I applied to residencies and applications were due like the beginning of December. So I submitted everything. I applied to two. So we're just waiting to hear back about anything. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Wait, when do you hear back? Um, so for one of the programs I applied to, I know the interview date is January 24th, so I should hear back, you know, before that, but you're actually the first person that I'm telling, (gasps) no, like on the like internet, social media world, like I haven't mentioned it yet. So the pinchers are getting a little (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Wait, Deja, do you feel, so I feel kind of, because we're like on social media, sometimes I do feel this added pressure when I say what I put, like what I want to do out loud, because it feels there's so many more eyes on you and it feels like just so much more pressure because you're like well now I feel like I have to deliver because you know people are watching you feel that way yeah I do and like feeling like you failed if you're saying oh I'm doing this thing and like oh I don't I didn't get in yeah or even saying like admitting like you don't like something yes because that's like your identity Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm it's it's mm-hmm. hard. And I remember I remember listening to actually one of your podcast episodes about like Aww. being confident. I remember you said that like when you I don't know if it was when you said you were going to get into dental school or like mm-hmm. when you graduated, you like wrote out your Instagram caption and were saying like this, like, I can't believe like I got it. And I was like, hey, maybe I need to do that for when I get accepted to residency or when I get a job yes. to kind of give me that little confidence boost to be like, I deserve this. And like, this will happen even if it's not happening. Like, on the timeline I want it to, it's it's gonna happen for me. It's but going I really to happen. Like that. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's truly like a matter of when, not if. And especially in your case, like I'm so positive you're you're gonna how does it match is it match or like how does that work? So this year's the first year they're doing a match. Before that it was, you know, they just pick, but this year they're doing a matching system, which I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll like work in your favor though, because it's like That's their first year kinda Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, they don't want it to be, like, a, a flop if there's not good matches. So I think it'll no, work yeah. out in your favor. I think so. And they said that, like, they did, like, a, a fake one last year to see. And they said that, like, who the programs picked was typical – was, like, similar to what the match was. So they mm. they feel confident doing it. So mm-hmm. I feel like everything's – I mean, everything is going to work out how it's supposed to. But it's just hard to really, really sit in that right now during the waiting yeah. period. No, totally. It's like a transition because like every day you show up to work, like we were saying, and you're kind of just like, you know, like your days are numbered doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's just sometimes it's tough to have that motivation. But so I am curious if you so when you do the um, residency and then you start working in like a hospital setting, how is it different than like early intervention? Because all I know about pediatric PT is from you, like early intervention. So like what would the hospital system setting like be like for you? How is it different? Yeah, so I'd every day I would have like a different set of patients. So I do like that expect where like, I'm not seeing the same patients every day. It's like, you don't know what you get, but typically um, it's just whoever's hospitalized and Mm. if they need PT or if they don't. So it's a lot of like developmental stuff, like kids that are just hospitalized for a long time and still working on those like crawling, sitting, walking, but then it's like maybe someone um, 
had a spinal fusion and they need to, you know, be able to walk and get into their car before they can go home or they broke their legs. So it's a wide range between like trauma and just like chronic stays. Um, Got heart, it. Words are hard. Like, <laughs> like heart surgeries like fluid and stuff like things. that. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, I hear you. So what is the technical name of like the category of the specialty that you're applying for? I don't, I think it's just like, like acute care physical therapist or, or Got like it. care pediatrics or like inpatient pediatrics is what it's considered okay inpatient okay yeah I wasn't sure because like with dentistry it's like kind of similar there's like a bunch of different specialties but then there's also if you want to do there's like general residency and then there's like other stuff I don't know it's it sounds like it's similar though because we have something that's like peds but then within the peds then you can also specialize in like certain different settings like facial mm-hmm. maxillary stuff like that yeah it's just abroad like they have like it's just like for the residencies just like pediatrics orthopedics um like geriatrics they have acute care so it's just mm-hmm. pediatrics so in the residency i would be learning about all of the settings and going through all of them um but i can still have in my mind like this is where i want to be so like when we do have the hospital you know, part of it, I can say, hey, this is what I'm really interested in. So maybe get some extra mentorship in that. But most of the, the two programs I applied to, it's like a split. It's like you're half mm. of it is outpatient and half of it is in the hospital or one of them. It's a little more heavily hospital focused. So, Do you know, like how many co-residents you'll have or like what the cohort will be like. Wait, also, how long is the program? They're only one year and they only uh. take one. So it's only one person. Yeah. <gasps> And it'll be yeah, Deja. It'll be our Deja. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, only applied to two because, you know, I'm settled in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. Like, I don't want to move out of state. So I was like, well, I should still throw my hat in the ring. So I said, even though I'm only applying to two, you know, I'm never going to know yes. if I don't apply. So Okay, so last thing before we start discussing our small talk stories for the week, I do want to know some of your favorite recent purchases and what's on your Christmas wish list. Okay, exciting. So favorite recent purchases black friday i ordered a new purse and a new wallet and i feel like a real adult because i haven't gotten a new purse since like sophomore year of college (laughs) no same literally so i was like coach is having a sale i'm gonna treat myself so i got me a cute little black purse and like i didn't have a wallet and i was always like being like okay where are all my cards i didn't bring all of my cards and now i'm like i have a wallet now all i do is take the (laughs) wallet from like my book bag to my purse and everything's there it's like mind-blowing how easy that is you're like this is how people live because i know similarly (laughs) i also i too don't have a wallet i have like a little like key pouch that has my keys attached to like my cards but like i want like a real wallet like with the slots you know yeah that's what i I have the slots i have a coin per pouch (gasps) i have places for the bills i'm like Oh my I'm about God. to be 29 years old and I'm finally an adult. <laughs> Same. Deja's bills are crisp. They're nice <laughs> and flat and crisp. Oh my God. You have just totally inspired me because right now my bills are like crumpled up and put like stuffed into like that little yep. key pouch thing. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And then um, in terms of like the wish list, anything on there? So another surprise that the pinches are getting john and i are getting a dog next month so <laughs> a winter oh coat is on my wish list because the one i have now is like four years old and it doesn't fit anymore and we're gonna have to take this puppy out all times of the day and oh i need a new coat so. <laughs> wait i'm so excited for you okay i need all the details first of all how did you decide you wanted to get a dog second of all what kind like do you have it picked out already so 
I've been wanting a dog for forever. I never had pets growing up. John always had pets growing up. So I've been like, you know, like we have a house now. Like we want I want a dog. And he's like, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. So he, <laughs> it's always been like, not right now, not right now, not right now. And then I don't know mm-hmm. what finally clicked. I just kept asking. And he was like, okay, if you do the research and find the dog and we agreed <gasps> on a breed, he's like, we'll get the dog. So we you wore the man down. <laughs> I did. I did. I was persistent. And he was just like, okay. I was like, this is the time in our life where we like, don't have kids. Like we just got engaged mm-hmm. this year. We have the flexibility in our schedule to like accommodate for a puppy. I'm like, this is our time to do it. And he was like, you're right. So we decided on a German short haired pointer. Um, <gasps> and so I cute. ended up, I know. So we decided on a German short haired pointer. And then I just started like Googling like them in our area. And then I found this app called good dog. And then I like sent a message to a breeder. And then he was like, sounds like you're ready to have a dog. Like you can go ahead and put a deposit down on a puppy. So at the end of November, we put a deposit down and he'll be eight weeks, uh, January 14th and we'll get him. Oh my God. Wait, I am so excited for you guys. How do you feel? Are you like excited? Are you like nervous? Like what are the feels? I'm so excited. Like it feels like I'm pregnant because I'm like <laughs> getting pictures of the dog like every week. And I'm like, he's growing. And I, yeah. the waiting, waiting has just been awful. Like the day after we found out, I ordered so much stuff on Amazon. Like we already have everything we need for the dog already because I've just been like manic. It's been my like new hyper fixation, but I am so excited. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. How did you choose this breed? What are like the like typical traits of it? Mm-hmm. So they're very high energy, which I feel like we we wanted a we wanted a medium to large size dog. We wanted a dog that would be able to like keep up with us and we'd, you know, be able to exercise and like uh, mm-hmm. that wouldn't just like, you know, lay around all day. And then we, we, we liked how they looked, but we never knew like what they were called. And then when we were looking like on websites, we were like, Oh, this is what they're called. And then we started looking at the traits and they shed, but they don't shed as much. And they're like good family dogs. So we were like, okay, I think this is what we're going to go with. So it wasn't really a hard decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure. Do you get updates from the breeder about like because I know in the litter, they all have different kind of, like, personalities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you get any updates about that from the breeder? We haven't yet, because right now he's only, like, 16 days old. So, like, the last update, <laughs> okay. like, his eyes weren't even open yet. So, <laughs> I'm I'm expecting one this week. Like, he still looks like a little rat right now. But <laughs> we should be getting one letter this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like, what's his personality? You're like, this is literally his 16th day of life. I know. Like, <laughs> Let he, the man he live. He doesn't have one yet. <laughs> He's trying, he's working on opening his eyes. That's what's going on. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait. Okay. And then do you have a name picked out? Yes. His name is going to be Duke because, you know, I went to Duke for PT school. We were both big Duke fans and we wanted something that was just like one syllable. And we were like, yeah, Duke, like we were stuck on names for a while. And then we were like, how did we not think of that? But (gasps) we also realized that it's a very basic name, (laughs) but it's No, I love Duke. (laughs) That is such a good name for like a king like him. And like, you know, he'll be like a good size too. That's like a good name for a dog. That's like a good, doesn't Duke mean like king kind of? I think so. Like, or like some kind of like court like on a court it's meant for like an important like big dog you know (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's gonna be an important big dog (laughs) exactly he's an important big dog oh my gosh okay you guys have to update us on that and then last but not least it's funny because i and you chatted with me about this and i said how like i hate when people like keep asking for wedding updates do you happen to have any or (laughs) yeah i don't know no you're good we have our guest list which we wanted to keep it under 100 and we're okay. under 100, so that's good. I have, like, 
a list of potential venues, but mm-hmm. I'm very specific because I don't want to get married in a barn. So that kind of narrowed, and I both. Yeah, that <laughs> narrowed the list down. So like, thankfully, one of our friends that got married earlier this year, she was exactly the same. So she just sent me the list that she created. So I haven't gone through it yet, but I'm like, I have a working list. So that's yeah. going to be like my new goal. But like the dog has been front of my mind right now. So I'm like wedding planning. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way that I feel you so hard, we're at the exact same stage. Like we just got our guest list down. Um, and now we have this like kind of list of like venues, but like I haven't like I'm just proud of myself for even getting this far. <laughs> same. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, there's no rush. Like we've been together exactly. for eight years. Like let's enjoy our engagement and you know we're on our own timeline we are literally the same i'm like i've planned just enough so i can start telling people so they're they don't have to worry about it uh-huh. they're like wait you haven't done anything like i remember yeah. like we got engaged in the week after people were like asking me things i'm like bro we just got engaged <laughs> literally oh my god that's exactly how i felt like at school people would be like my professors were like oh my god i heard you got engaged like what's the plan i'm like plan the plan is to get through school like what plan are you talking about but some people plan it like so fast like i met this other couple and they got engaged like a week after us and they already had like everything planned and i was just like that's wild how how? they were also a little older so like i get it but like my brain does not work like that no i'm like genuinely so curious like what motivates them because like you and i we literally have been with our fiancés for like eight nine years like i'm Mm -hmm. like what is the difference nothing's gonna change (laughs) nothing's gonna change (laughs) so okay i'm so excited you have to post updates about duke Last question, actually. I am nosy and I'm curious and I love to hear this from people. Do you have any sort of like resolutions or do you have any sort of vision for how you want 2024 to go? I haven't really thought about it yet. I feel like Mm -hmm. I want 2024 to be like when I really narrow down my like post-grad routine, which like Mm. having the job that I have right now has been like hard with that. But I feel like getting the dog now like I'm gonna have to be on a routine because like they're gonna have to get up in the morning and go out so I feel like that's gonna really help me be more intentional about my time and like you know going to bed at a decent time and doing more things that I want to do versus like coming home and like rotting on my couch on my phone (laughs) (laughs) no literally and you know what's something that I've been thinking about recently actually it's funny you say that because like I feel like when I think of the word routine, at first you think like, oh, that's like boring. It's like routine. It's the same thing every day. But I think I like heard something somewhere about how routine gives you more freedom because since like you don't have to think about things anymore, the free time you do have, you're not like a running around like a chicken with their head cut off now. It's like you have more space to like dream and to be creative. And like you'll probably see it, it ends up being like more fun because you put in the effort to have that routine. I love that. That totally makes sense. That's why I like try to like do things like the night before I like pick out my scrubs and like do things because mm. I'm like I don't want to use that brain power in the morning to think about mundane things like that. Like I need my brain for other things. So yes. I have some parts of my routine, but I really want to like fine tune it and be like this is my routine. This is like my night routine. This is my morning routine. That's I feel like that's going to be my goal for 2024. I hear that. What are parts of your routine so far that you have that like are a non-negotiable? Like you're like, I need this in my routine. I feel like my skincare in the morning is a non-negotiable. Mm. I slack at night and I really want to get a better like nighttime skincare routine. Also like being off of my phone before I go to bed and reading. Like I have so many books mm. that I need to read. 
but I'm always my phone. I'm just addicted to it as most of us are. But I like putting it away and being like, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, just reading a book, I feel like those my nighttime routine and then waking up at the same time every day and waking up a little earlier than I have to leave. Cause right now I wake up with 20 minutes before I have to leave and I'm rushing and I'm doing all the things versus like, okay, let's wake up and like not run around the house. I'm like, maybe enjoy my coffee and like sit down for three seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel that's so hard. Like in the morning I'm like, okay, I have to leave in negative um, 10 minutes. I'm already 10 yep. minutes behind. <laughs> it's like horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do it to myself. Like I can make it easier, but I'm like, oh, five more minutes when really like those five more minutes of sleep don't do anything. <laughs> yes, we were talking about that off air, you guys. I like made the mistake of like trying to take a nap after work before recording. Um, and I tried to do that like quick, like 15 minute nap and it just, it didn't do what it needed to do. <laughs> but I instantly feel more rejuvenated talking to you. So it's fine. The nap, it, who needs that. the nap? Yeah, who you're needs you're the my nap? natural dose. <laughs> So you are here with me today to unwrap three small talk stories of the week that you can share with your patients at work, your coworkers when there's a lull. These are just no more talking about the weather. Okay, here are three good fun news articles. The first one being our pop culture news story of the week. Olivia Rodrigo says it's insane to get six Grammy nominations. Such an honor. So the Grammys are in February, I believe. She's only 20, which I kind of find insane, but also believable Wild. at the same time. Yeah, because I'm like, imagine being like that young and having like that many like emotions to express. Like I'm like 20, yeah. like, what have you even seen yet? Uh-huh. Like your frontal lobe's not even developed yet, girlfriend. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> she got five more years till that frontal lobe develops. <laughs> right? So <laughs> personally, do you like Olivia Rodrigo? I do. I love her. I love Sour. I love Guts. I love her music. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, she's a cool person. I don't know her. She but. gives me <laughs> You're like, she's the best at Olivia. That live, live. That live girl, Livy. <laughs> Livy. Um, she kind of like when she first came on the scene, she kind of reminded me of Taylor Swift because she's just like has the it potential so young, but she's like so like her lyrics are so good and her voice is so good too. Like it's hard to find someone similar to Taylor where it's like the voice, the like everything, the whole the whole mm-hmm, package. Mm-hmm. And okay. Is crazy. <laughs> It, it goes crazy. Also, you saw Taylor at the Eras Tour this summer, right? I did, yes. And you went by yourself, right? I did. <laughs> I was so proud of you. Tell us everything about the experience at the Eras Tour. I know we started talking about Olivia Rodrigo, but I'm like, now let's talk about Tay. <laughs> oh, so I'm a big Swifty. Like, been a Swifty since her first album came out when I was like 12 years old. And, oh. you know, the Ticketmaster fiasco with tickets, like, I got, I didn't get a pre-sale code, so I didn't get into the, like, I couldn't buy a ticket. And then there was so much of a demand that there was never like a sale for everybody else that didn't get a pre-sale code. So I never got tickets. Um, and I was just so like upset about it. Like to the point where like I physically like couldn't listen to her music because I was so <gasps> upset that I wasn't going to the concert. Anytime I would see like anything about her on like social media, I would be like, Mm-mm, can't watch it. Like I'm salty. <gasps> I can't. And then eventually it was like getting to where her U.S. leg of the tour was almost over. And I was like, you know, this is something that I really want to do. This is the time of my life where I can take off work at the last minute and go. So I was like, I'm just going to buy a ticket. And yeah, it's going to be overpriced, but I'm just going to go and I'm going to have fun. And it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Just like doing something like that by myself, seeing one of my favorite artists live. And like, I met so many cool people like along the way. It, It was just such a good experience. Like I would totally do it again in a heartbeat. 
Oh my god, something about your post when you posted about how you went, like, alone but then made so many friends, it made me so emotional because, like, this is one of the few times where I'm like, wow, like, humanity is beautiful. Like, a lot of times people, y'all make me question humanity, Uh but this is one of those times where I was like, wow, like, Taylor, like, she came up with this music and then she united, like, this, like, nation of people. Like, it gives me chills to think of the amount of people that, like, couldn't even get the tickets but they were out in like the parking lot like i read about that yeah. like listening it was such a cool experience everyone was so nice like it i still it's still like one of the greatest things i've ever done like i can't i can't believe oh that i got gosh. to go and like i cannot believe that that woman performs for that long it's like three hours right yeah it's like three and a half and like looks good doing it like snaps snaps to you tay tay you're a queen <laughs> i know oh my god that is insane so for Taylor, what was your favorite era, if you could pick one, like, album or era? Mm-hmm. So, like, in my brain, I, I want to say it's Lover, but if okay. you look at my listening, it's Midnight's. <laughs> so I think I'm a Midnight's girl. Like, I love the Midnight's era, but, like, I also, like, I can't choose. I love her older stuff. I love her new stuff. I feel like because that album was, like, her newest album, I listened to it the most, but... Mm. So the reason why I actually brought her up and why I chose the Olivia article, though, is, like, have you heard about, like, all of the previous possible beef about, like, her and, like, Sabrina Carpenter and, like, Taylor? What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Do you think, like, because they were besties at one point, Olivia and um, Taylor, and then all of a sudden it fizzled out and now Sabrina was, like, on tour with her. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's bad blood? Bad blood. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hate, like, pinning women against women, and I want, like, mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts, I want to say that there isn't beef, but I know mm-hmm. that, like, there's some bad taste. There's there, there's some bad blood. There's a bad taste there's in Olivia's something. mouth, probably, because um, she had to give, like, 50% of her songwriting credits for, like, three of her songs to Taylor. And, That's what like, it was? the royalties. Yeah. Yeah. Because, Which songs? So, it was um, on Sour, it was song was called like one step forward two steps back or i'm probably saying yeah, it wrong, i know that song said, i like that song yeah i love it too and she, but she said that she like wrote the song over the chords of taylor's new year's day song um oh. and you can, when you hear the songs it's exactly like but she admitted to it so then i guess their teams were like okay well you owe us 50 percent of the royalties so that was one song and then um another song they say that deja vu she said she got inspiration for deja vu from cruel summer so then she Mm -hmm. had to give 50 percent of her songwriting credits from that song and then i feel like deja vu doesn't really sound like cruel summer no it doesn't it doesn't to me either but i think because she admitted it i don't Uh, know all the nitty-gritty of it but editing connie here you guys i just went on like a 20 minute rabbit hole of listening to all the compilations of olivia rodrigo songs versus taylor songs um it's legit also, I got so sidetracked that, like, a good, honestly, a good 30 minutes in now, and I completely forget, like, what I was originally doing. I've just been basically listening to the entire set list of eras, so basically every Taylor Swift song ever. She is so incredible. I, like, literally teared up watching her live Karma and Cruel Summer performances. But anyways, back to the main episode. But people are saying that, you know, that's why they're, like, feuding and that they think that uh, her, uh, Olivia's song Vampire is about Taylor Swift. <gasps> wait i so did not see it that way i thought it was about that guy that she dated that also dated madison beer i forget his yeah. name i don't but it's not <gasps> yes yeah, yeah. yes people, something like people that. think it's about taylor swift which i like in my heart of hearts i don't want to believe it but like it makes sense because like 
um, people are saying that like Taylor is seeing Olivia as like a younger her and like yeah, she's gonna like yeah, replace yeah. her. So like I don't know. That is wild. Wait, can I just say I'm loving how I – this is such a little detail, but I love how you have a headset because it almost feels like you're, like, my sports commentator but about Olivia and Taylor Swift. You're I know, like, the like, projections are. I know. T- like, incoming news. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have no, the tea, literally. girl. I've been ready to talk. <laughs> She's been ready to talk. She has a lot of songs that people say are, like, ripoffs of other songs. Like, the one yeah, Paramore well, mi- song. Yeah, so that's another one. Misery Business. Whatever the song is, I can't think of what it's called. That sounds like that. Um, I think it's good for you. Business. Good for good you. For you. Yeah, sounds yes, like yes. misery business. So then she also had to give credit to Haley Williams and Haley and Taylor are friends. So people are like, oh, maybe oh. Taylor had something to do with it. Yada, yada, yada. So oh I'm, I'm pretty God. sure Olivia's feeling like, you know, I put all this hard work into my music and people are getting 50%, you know, of the credit for it. But I also like don't really understand like how writing works and all that. Like I'm sure right. like they did it all the legal way. Like this is just how it is, but it just sucks. Like I know she's young and she feels like she's yeah, yeah, up yeah. to these people and that mm-hmm. they're bleeding her dry like a vampire so girly pop i think she needs to like stop saying she's inspired by things i know <laughs> i'm like you literally told on yourself like yeah. you can't you can't go from there <laughs> Does she, like, have a publicist? Like, is someone in charge of this girl? Because lest we not forget, she is 20. (laughs) Yeah, she does. And then it's still in interviews now. People were, like, ask her about Taylor Swift, and she'll, like, kind of weasel around the question. And I'm like, why are they still asking her? Why are her PR – like, why is her PR person letting her answer these questions? Like, it just seems messy. Or how do they not plan an answer? Like, I totally agree. Like, it shouldn't be, like, us pitting women against women. But I think this is genuinely a case of bad blood. Like, there's something actually going on. There has to be something. But, yeah. Oh, and then the Sabrina Carpenter of it all, too, because she is on tour. Yes, because, like, they were, like – well, her and – evidently, you know, the – what was his name? Like, Josh or – the guy from high school, some her high man school that was not show. important. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they were both like maybe dating him at the same time, or he broke up with Olivia to be with Sabrina, and then now Sabrina's on Taylor's tour. Like it's just, it just, it, it feels connected, and maybe it might not be, but it just, I feel like it just sucks for everyone involved. I know, and people like when this all came out, they were so on Olivia's side at first. Like and against Sabrina when like the song came out or whatever because they I think she really painted the picture that Sabrina had stolen this boy from her when in reality then after Sabrina came out and like in Sabrina's song that she wrote (laughs) in her diss track it was like like I forget what the exact lyric was but it's like by the time I even liked him he like I don't know like the timelines weren't actually as close as Olivia was making them seem exactly yeah so, okay, that is the discourse on our pop culture article. Now for our human interest. I never really know what to call this category. This is just, like, random stuff to tell your patient for fun <laughs> when you're bored. Um, okay, so Doritos unveils a new real nacho cheese-flavored liquor that smells and tastes just like the real thing. I don't know how to feel about this. I really don't. I, I'm a no. It looks – I don't like things that – that are like other things like i don't want to drink dorito liquor i will eat doritos (laughs) and drink liquor like i don't need them together but people are always trying to do do some the most (laughs) i have questions first of all like these decisions have to be made in a big boardroom with business people like how did they come up with this idea? I feel like some intern was like high or something and was like hey we should do this and then someone was like yeah, we should. And then, like, I don't know how they approve this, though. Because I'm like, do these people have taste buds? Like, this sounds yeah. disgusting. 
cool and then also that? the photo did you look at the article because the photo of like what it looks like it looks like cloudy and orange i did yeah i was like that doesn't look like something i want to drink <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the breakdown on this is that on Tuesday, I think of last week or Tuesday of this week, the brand revealed a collaboration with flavor innovator company called Empirical. Um, and they decided to create a nacho cheese spirit. So it's not a typical liquor base like vodka or like gin. It's not like a specific type or like tequila or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. described as uncategorized, which I find even more sketchy. <laughs> yeah. So like, what does it taste like? What does it taste like? And why is it $65? Also, great fact. I forgot to include it. Yeah. Why is it $65? The questions that need answers. Um, so I guess they said how they did it. This might be part of why it's expensive. I think like the technology to make it because they said layers of Doritos nacho cheese were extracted using real chips through vacuum distillation, which helps pre- preserve the original flavor. They're doing too much at this point. They, Let it they go. are doing Let it go. so much. Yeah. I just... I don't know how to feel. There's a lot of things where you can work in the salty element, like dirty martinis, mm-hmm, bloody mm-hmm. marys, mm-hmm. not Doritos nacho cheese. I just no, not Dorito alcohol. I don't want that. <laughs> no. No, I am curious, what is your like drink of choice? I am a vodka girl. Ooh, I'm going to do okay. like a vodka crayon, like a vodka soda, like a vodka with pineapple, like that. That's mm. my choice. What about you? Same. So in my former life, I used to be a tequila girly. Um, yeah. I, ca- I, I had can a phase still, too. <laughs> yeah, I like if I must, like if I had to, if I was like in jail and the only way out was to have tequila, then I, like I could, I really could. But the thing is now, if I have a choice, my choice will be like something that doesn't give me a hangover. And that's usually more so vodka than tequila. And with vodka, I tend to have more like I don't know. With vodka, I could do, like, a vodka soda with, like, lime. That's, like, the adult choice if I'm not trying to, like, enjoy the taste, you know? Because, like, that doesn't taste as good as, like, a vodka crayon or vodka pineapple, but sometimes it's too sugary. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it also is, though, like, I don't take shots of vodka, but I would take shots of tequila. And I think that's probably why I have a bad association with tequila. I feel like a lot of people are like that. I I think I would also rather take – because then you have the salt and the lime. Like, that yes. makes it a little better. But, like, I don't want to take a shot of just vodka. Like, that No, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> it's so bad. I've had, like, so many days where I was, like, when I was, like, in college and stuff where I feel like I would, like, go out the night before and then the next day I would go to work at, like, the pharmacy or whatever in the hospital and just smelling, like, the hand sanitizer or the rubbing like, alcohol. Like, literally. <laughs> so that kind of, like, traumatized me a little bit for a bit. Um, you know what I am looking into, though? Because – like I'm a foodie and I kind of want to learn more about wine, but wine can sometimes make me feel sick too. So I think this weekend I actually want to look into finding non-alcoholic wine. Have you tried that? No, I knew they had like non-alcoholic beer and like something, but I never knew about non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. And I know like people listening, cause I used to be like this. I'd be like, well, what's the point? <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you, if you, it's non-alcoholic, but the thing is like, I think I'm just at the age now where I'm curious about the flavors, but not necessarily like the experience, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, we're getting to the age where it's like, I don't need to be intoxicated to enjoy what's happening. Like, <laughs> Literally, it's like, I will choose to hang out selectively with people that I enjoy hanging out uh-huh, with and not feel uh-huh. the pressure to be drunk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I go out one day, 
and I still come home. I'm like, I need to be home by like 12. And then yeah. the next day I'm still like out of commission. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. And like, I thought about this the other day, how like when we were in college slash like, you know, like the pre-PT era for you, we still had to like volunteer and stuff on the weekends. Like, I feel like it would be so random. We would like go out on like a, fr- sorry, dad, I know he's listening, but we would go <laughs> out on like a Friday night and then Saturday morning at the crack of dawn, have to wake up for like a breast cancer walk or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and be a human and interact with people yeah, when you yeah. feel like crap. <laughs> if anyone does try this Doritos thing though, I am curious. I want someone yes. else to try it. I don't want to try it, it is. but I want to no. hear about it. <laughs> I want to hear about it. So if you do, please write in and let us know how you liked it. And I will update Deja. Deja will hear all about it. So oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And then the last article of the week. So this is supposed to be feel good news, but honestly, this article just enticed me so much. I was like, I need to discuss this with Deja. This is kind of more of a weird, another human interest article, but from girl dinner to water talk, here are the 13 most viral TikTok food trends of 2023. So as 2023 is ending, they're doing these like wrap up lists of like, what's the most viral this and that. And so I just saw things that on this list that were such an abomination that I actually didn't see that I want to discuss with Deja. First being the Parmesan espresso martini. Okay, I saw that Did you that see one. this? I what? saw that and I was like, Why? Why? Why are you Literally putting cheese why? with coffee and liquor? Again, cheese and liquor where it does not belong. Exactly. <laughs> like, mm, that's I can't get so down with crazy. That. Like some things, I'm like, I would try that. I'm not gonna try. I'm okay with that one. I'm gonna sit that one out. Uh, we're, we're gonna set that one out i think it's really interesting that the internet though has evolved to a place now where like i feel like there was a time where if anything was viral i knew all about it i knew like most of these things but now we're reaching a time on like tiktok where like there's trends i don't know about and there's creators that i don't know about with millions of followers and i'm like mm-hmm. how is this possible yeah yeah everybody is tiktok famous these days and i can't keep up <laughs> I know. Although I do have a grievance with TikTok recently. I don't know if you feel like this. I feel like TikTok shop has kind of ruined everything because like every time I scroll, there's something like eligible for commission, like TikTok shop. I'm like, I don't care. Especially if you, and don't make the mistake of clicking on it. Because if you click on it once, they're going to keep showing you videos about it. Like, it's annoying. I clicked on like the unbrush one time and I kept getting so (laughs) many videos about it. I did end up ordering the brush. That's the only thing I've ordered the TikTok shop. It's called the unbrush and it's supposed to be like really good at detangling your hair. And I feel like it did a great job. They gave me a little coupon code. It was like 10 bucks. Um, (laughs) So, you know, 10 out of 10 for that product. But now... That's all my timeline is. And I'm like, I already have the brush. You don't have to market to me anymore. I'm dead. You know what's on my timeline right now? It's that like workout fitness thing where like you do the steps and then you pull yes, on the rope. I've seen that. I've seen that. That one and like the vacuum or like cleaning, shower cleaning. That one's been on mine. I like I've seen that beach one. Beach waver. Yeah. I have seen the beach waver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two on this list is the hash brown McFlurry sandwich. I didn't see this one either. I would try that. Because, I would like, try that too. French fries and milkshake, you know that it's giving right. me that vibe. So I would try it. It's not as much of a of an abomination as the um, Parmesan espresso martini because that's absolutely jail. Well, jail, immediately uh, jail immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out. I clicked on this video to see what it is. Have you like seen this before, or did you find out about this from the article? I found out about that one from the article. I've never heard of that before. 
So this literally looks like, I'm just watching this video real quick. There's a woman smearing McDonald's ice cream onto a hash brown. Honestly, that kind of looks like it slaps. I'm not even going to lie. Know. That's, I was thinking, like, immediately I want to say ill, but I'm like, it probably tastes good. Like, <laughs> I tried. No. Oh, my God. You know what would be so fun, maybe? Um, if we, like, tried this and, like, we FaceTimed and recorded our reactions. We totally should. We should. But I'm thinking, I'm like, do they sell, like... Do they ice cream in like, the morning? I don't know, because that's the only time we really, like, have to. <laughs> that's when you get Let's... the hash browns, so I'm yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Maybe if you go at, like, 11 or 12. Yeah, okay. Like Okay, wait, let's, like, time. coordinate this, because I, I would love to do we this. We gotta pick, like, a weekend and be like, okay, this is what we're doing today, and, like, yes. I need to have the lactate on deck, like, my stomach's exactly. gonna hurt, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Because <laughs> I planned to have my stomach hurt. Exactly. <laughs> Trend number three was frozen fruit shaved ice. I had seen this. Like, people love freezing things and shaving things this year. Okay, I'm like, that, it's not crazy. Yeah, and, like, you know what I've been seeing a whole lot on my TikTok was the Korean, like, ice fruit in a bowl. And, like, they- I've seen that. This is so weird that, like, because this is, like, all that's on my For You page- and it really is just for you, I suppose. But um, it's like <laughs> the videos always start out. I, I'm just like incredulous that like you haven't seen it. The videos start out with someone being like, I woke up at 3 a.m. dehydrated. So I decided to make this. No. OK. So it's like, <laughs> you know, what's so funny about TikTok videos is they're so weird that when you try to describe them to someone who's never seen them, you kind of sound like manic. Like there's like, like no what good what way are you to talking about. But I yeah. know I, I'm following. So there's this, like, Korean dessert that's traditional that you get where, like, in a bowl you combine, like, ice, watermelon pieces, like, Sprite and milk and, like, strawberries and, like, so much random stuff. Okay. It's, it's called it's, it's called hoche. It's giving me, like, Starbucks refresher. Yes. I think that's the, the vibe. And, like, the Sprite is kind of, like, maybe sparkling water. Like, okay, I can get behind it. Yeah, there's something going on there. This isn't what this is. I think this is where you, like, shave. Like, you take a peach and you freeze it and you shave it into a bowl so it's almost, like, frozen, um, like, a, like a snow cone. And then you okay. put, like, condensed milk over the top. That I can get behind, too. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. You know what, like, really made me lose faith in the internet and people? Um, in 2023, when everyone was shaving their eggs, I was like, what the hell is this? Have you seen that? No! Why are people shaving okay. their eggs? Literally me. So instead of, so to make egg salad. And now I'm wondering if my whole For You page is just like a grater. <laughs> like, yeah, just like shaving the... everything. Like how much yeah. shaving content can we show Connie? <laughs> Literally, because I'm like, this sounds like a me problem. Um, So basically to make egg salad, you take uh -huh. like a grater, like a cheese grater, and you just grate the egg into little pieces and then you fold in like mayo and stuff like that. Is this <sighs> like a boiled egg? Yes. Oh, sorry. I should have explained a boiled egg, a hard boiled okay. egg. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Like, but I love an egg like, salad, why? but I'm like, why are you grating it? Yeah, no, literally, that's been my question this year. Why are we grating everything? Although, apparently, this is just a for me thing. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't this know. is for, it's for you. Very specific. <laughs> um. Okay. The pickle in the blanket. I saw that. I don't know if you saw that. No. What is the blanket? So basically the blanket is cheese. So you take a pan, a hot pan, and then you throw down a slice of cheese. And the cheese gets kind of like melty and cheesy. And then once it's getting kind of cheesy, then you put in a pickle and you wrap it up. So it's basically a pickle in fried cheese. Okay, now we're hitting like the top, top ones now. Um, cottage cheese ice cream, which I had no idea existed. And I would be very okay if I like never knew that existed. And I love awesome. cottage cheese. Ice cream, cottage, no, it's wrong. 
it's so wrong like jail for those people immediately yeah yeah prison <laughs> prison like behind the bars because what you take what you do is you take cottage cheese you blend it up and then you add like jam like strawberry jam or like fixings into it to make it ice cream i don't know i feel like people need to stop putting cottage cheese where it doesn't belong like yes. sometimes it's good they can be separate it's okay yeah no like we will be okay it doesn't have to be in everything it's just it's too much cottage cheese is trying to be that girl this year (laughs) it's trying so hard she's really trying i gotta commend her for trying i know she really did her best but yeah actually you're so right cottage cheese really did have a moment it actually comes back in the top trend but Mm -hmm, the next one is the second to last trend is the mustard and cottage cheese diet did you try this coming i have not Mm -hmm. but i remember you talking about it I did. On a podcast episode. <laughs> well, because the girl was like, hearts of palm. And then she would like dip it in cottage cheese and mustard. And like, I watched a video the other day that was saying how the key to virality is like ASMR that we don't realize. Because what this girl was doing, Tiffany is the name of the girl who made this diet popular. Yes, it's part of, the, part of it is that we're like, oh, that sounds like a weird combo, cottage cheese and mustard. But a big part of it is because as she's eating it, you hear the crunch, you hear the like kind of noise you know Mm -hmm. and so they think that that's a big reason why the trend went viral too is like the noises that makes sense because i like watching like i don't know if you've seen the one they're like um like parents and it'll be like a woman and she's like onion and she's like rice and then she'll eat like they'll say what they're about to eat but it's just like the crunching noises like those kind of videos like went kind of viral so that makes sense that like the asmr aspect of it helped with the virality and then also yes also unrelated unrelated did you see the girl that was eating like raw tuna yes i saw her like a giant slap of it just taking a bite out of it right Uh that's wild that why is that not on this list raw tuna maybe because people were like yeah we don't want to get salmonella we're not gonna do that like it wasn't sushi tuna (laughs) i wanted to discuss this in particular water talk have you heard of water talk or seen water talk seen it and i am a proponent of just drinking water like i don't like flavored water i don't like sparkling water i got into poppy and i like this one flavor that's mm. like nice but like which one I just want well maybe it wasn't it wasn't poppy it was olipop i tried oh, yeah, the yeah. cream soda olipop and then everyone was like you need to try poppy and i'm not like a big soda person or like juice mm-hmm. like i just love to drink water so i'm like i don't like people putting all the different flavorings in their stanley i'm like just drink the water just, just drink, drink the, water. the water. You will be okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, you will like, be okay. It tastes good. I'm like, it's for your health. <laughs> no, literally, imagine our ancestors, like our colonial ancestors watching and being like, it doesn't taste good. It's water, of course. Uh-huh. Like, you're supposed to drink it. Um, No, like, these people are wild. For anyone listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, like, water talk is where a lot of it was, like, people in Utah, I feel like. Yes, because they can't drink like... soda, so they make like other things. Oh, is that what this is? Well, like Mormons, they can't drink. I think it's they can't drink like coffee and soda. I'm pretty sure. So that's why they, or maybe it's alcohol. It's alcohol. That's they can't wild. Drink soda. Well, it's also or something. They like can't have it, so they like that's why they make it a different way. Like they can't have coffee, so they like they make their like soda with like cream and all that. Like they put like cream and sugar in their soda. Because yeah. they can't have coffee, so they make it like coffee. Oh, that explains why. Have you heard of the chain in Utah called like Swish or something? Yes, Swig. Yeah, Swig. Swig. Thank you, thank you. I don't. Yeah. Don't ask why I know all of these Mormon facts. But... <laughs> 
No, literally. TikTok has talked to me more more about Mormonism than school ever did. Yeah, I had a phase where I watched a lot of like family vloggers and it was just one family and they all had siblings and they were all Mormon. So I like learned a lot through them. And then um, this past weekend when I was sick, I was watching a lot of documentaries and I finally finished the Netflix documentary. I think it's Keep Pray, Pray Something Obey, Keep Sweet about, um, uh-huh. I can't remember his name. Warren something a really bad guy that like did bad things to kids and had like a whole cult but they were like an offset of Mormonism so like that's why it's like fresh in my brain right now yes I know exactly what you're talking about Warren Jeffs that was his name um and then the last trend this is less of a trend but just girl dinner oh love a girl you know what girl dinner is it it made me feel so seen now I want to hear what is Deja's girl dinner Oh, okay. See, I suck at cooking. I don't cook. John cooks. So I remember like when girl dinner was very popular, he was like gone on a work trip. So I was eating like a uh-huh. little rat at home because I had to feed myself. <laughs> and I remember one night I made like five mini egg rolls and I was like, yep, this is my dinner. Like, that's I it. That. <laughs> or like that eating is... like a bunch of little things. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to eat like three egg rolls, but then I'm going to eat like some chips and then I'm going to eat like yes. a pickle. Like I love because I want everything, but it's like, I can't eat everything. So I'll just eat a little bit of everything. That is the epitome of girl dinner, mm-hmm. especially always a little pickle on the side. Because sometimes yeah. we just, like, want, like, a little pickle. Um, that is literally – that's what I do sometimes when Jimmy and I – we say, like, we're scrounging, but it's really yeah. girl dinner. We say that, too. <laughs> you say like, scrounging. Yeah, we say we're scrounging tonight or, like, you're on your own. Like, so you <laughs> yes. eat whatever you want in the fridge and I'm going to eat whatever I want. <laughs> that's what we say. You're on your own. It's time to scrounge. Mm. I'm dead. Okay. So when we do that, I usually – it's so random. It's usually – it's whatever we have in the fridge. So I'll have, like, a – usually there's a block of Parmesan cheese involved like just a big out of the parmesan <laughs> cheese like a rat um and then oh i this is my new favorite thing um if you like pickles you'll like this it's like jarred marinated artichoke hearts oh interesting okay i love like a spinach yeah. artichoke dip so i can get behind it yes the reason why i like this is so far like when i was younger my only like time where i would eat artichoke is in spinach and artichoke dip and that's just like a small piece of artichoke so now it feels really like gluttonous and luxurious to have a whole big piece of yeah. artichoke to myself you know You're like, I'm gonna it's go. like i can eat the whole thing <laughs> exactly stem it all like because it's like marinated you know i have tried like making fresh artichoke before like steaming it but i don't know it feels kind of like a waste for some reason they're just kind of expensive just to be eating part of the leaves you know what i mean because you have to scrape it with your teeth have you had Mm -hmm. like steamed artichoke before i have not some people maybe i'm just not making it right some people love it but i just feel like it's a lot of work for very little reward Mm -hmm. you know what i do want is i want to eat some of your soups because they just look so good (gasps) i'm so (laughs) glad you like my soups i know okay so for anyone that's like no, you guys should all know this about me, actually. You have no excuse if you don't know this about me. But every <laughs> Sunday, I make a soup. I'm like a big soup girly, especially now that it's cold out. And recently, my parents gifted me an immersion blender so I can, like, blend my soups now. Last question. What is your favorite soup? <laughs> I need to know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm typical. Like, I love a broccoli cheddar. But I do mm-hmm. want to try, like, everyone's been showing, like, the creamy tortellini sausage soup. I yes. really want to try that. Or I love, like, a, like, a, um like a butternut squash soup like kind of like the soup that you made on sunday like anything that's yeah. like orange i love that yes. kind of soups. <laughs> wait i'm dead deja's favorite soup is orange soup <laughs> i love orange soup <laughs> stop i'm crying yeah no like so the soup i made on sunday for anyone new or like for dad because he doesn't follow me on instagram he doesn't have an instagram but dad so this weekend i made a really good soup on sunday it was blended carrots cauliflower potato 
and onion and it was like the perfect kind of consistency it's like a harvest kind of fall vibe mm-hmm. and then do you like chili oh i love chili we just had chili maybe a week ago i've seen people have you ever made like the white chicken chili so funny you mentioned that um jimmy like wanted me to try it recently but for some reason i just couldn't get behind it because the thing is like when i'm in the mood to make a chili i'm in the mood to like pour some tomatoes in from a can into the thing yep. i don't want like white cream cream cheese stuff yeah yeah i wouldn't make it but like i like the chicken tortilla 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 soup <laughs> at chick-fil-a i had that for lunch today it's really good and they only have that it like really good right now so you should totally try it it's really good they give you like little tortilla strips to put in it it's yummy wait it's a seasonal thing yeah they only have it i think they just got it back like a few weeks ago so they only have it they usually have chicken noodle soup but now they have the the chicken tortilla soup as well okay i will totally check that out is it creamy though like the white chicken chili kind of like or is mm-hmm. it yep it's, oh but so they it's have, their version yeah but they have it has like black beans in it too it's more like southwesty than like ah mm-hmm. like a creamy southwest tex-mex kind of soup yeah that that's the vibe that it's giving Okay, okay. I will have to check that out. Deja, it's been a joy to have you on. Can you share with everyone where they can find you? I'm so sad this is over. This was so much fun. I know. This is so fun. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at the curly, the curly Clinician. That's also my blog, thecurlyclinician.com. Same on TikTok. Don't really use TikTok to like post things. I just kind of cross post from Instagram. Um, my email is hello at thecurlyclinician.com. And I'd love to chat with you, Pinchers. I'm so glad that you asked me to be on again, Connie. Uh, Listening to your podcast is like something that gets me through my drives. I'm always like, okay, I like wait a certain time of the day that I have like a long (laughs) enough time. I'm like, okay, this, I'm driving to this place. Like, this is what I'm going to listen to the podcast and get like, you know, my feel good in. So Aww. I love the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. That means the world. I said this in my first episode with Deja, but I remember when I first came out with the podcast, Deja was like one of my first listeners ever. And I remember like, she not only like sent me a message, she sent me a voice message to tell me like how excited she was. And I'll just forever remember that moment of being like, wow, that is like a true friend. Like I was so thankful for you then and now. So thank you so much, Deja. I love you. <laughs> love you too, girlfriend. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Bye.